Hey guys, welcome to episode 4 of the Bracket Series, uh, Rock Band Edition. I'm trying to crown the world's best rock band here. Uh, this is Brutes of Laced Up a Hockey Podcast, which you already knew that because you're already listening to us, right? It seems to make sense. Uh, we're joined again today by Cam Thomas, a guitarist from Ultimatum, as well as our host James. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to finish off the series here. So we're going to go through Canada, talk about... Um, you know, the best rock bands, best what we've deemed the best 16 rock bands from the country that we call home. And uh, we're going to try to, to crown a champion beyond that. So uh, today's going to end a little bit different than the rest of the episodes. We're not just getting uh, to the Elite Eight today. We're going to get through the rest of the Elite Eight. We're going to get to the finals and we're going to crown a champion today. So today concludes what's been uh, some great music discussion. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Hope you guys have enjoyed it and uh, hope you... Uh, Agree with the with the end result, and if you don't, who the hell cares, right? Man, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay. So the chemistry set, and I'm not the saddest here leader to forget. That brings us to our final um, corner of the globe, uh, the Great White North, the homeland, the 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 proud people of yeah. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Canada. Um, they've had some bands. Not a lot of people know about them, except for those that live in Canada. So we're going to talk about those bands because they deserve some respect. Um, in the play, some respect. Around, yeah, got, we got better music than America does, so that's fine. We we do, but people don't know that, and so this is our our educational duty to yeah. the world to inform them that they're wrong. Well, it's Canadian podcast, so whatever it you is. Know? Yeah, it's a, it's a hockey podcast. Fuck out of here. What do you what do you think we're going to talk yeah. about? We're going to talk <laughs> about the we're going to talk about Rush and maple syrup yeah. and you know the like beaver. Pretty, so. pretty much every band on this fucking list has been the Thunder Bass. So I've seen pretty much all of them, right? Like I fucking <laughs> love these bands. This is, this is who I it's who I fucking listen to. You know. There's like two uh, bands on here that I've never seen. Like this is this there, is my shit. Yeah, I that's the thing. Like I think there's I think I think when I counted last time there's like three bands I haven't seen on this list. So interesting. Um, to to the, for the right to call themselves Canadian. No, uh, they're, they're both. <laughs> no, no, they're both pretty Canadian. Actually, well, one more so than yeah, the other. Yeah, that, are they even Canadian? <laughs> like if we're judging them by how Canadian they are, Sloan in a cakewalk. Big Rec's not Canadian, kind of, but like they are, they're kind of Canadian. Yeah. They're they're mostly. Canadian. Yeah, I I uh, go Big Rec, but it's I I I love Sloan, um, and I would argue that you know maybe they should have had a seed, but you take a look at the sixteen bands, like or fifteen other bands, like who the fuck you taking out, right? So yeah. Sloan's great. Um, Sloan, like we don't have the Arkells today without Sloan. That's a thing, right? Like I I, I genuinely believe that. Um, but I, I go Big Rec. I just think they're as talented as Sloan is, which they may be one of the most oh. talented bands I've ever seen live. I would make the same point they, for Big I, Rec. I think they are. And I, well, I to me the the idea that Ian Thornley can play the guitar the way he does while while singing is insane. Um, so yeah, I, it's Big Rec for me for sure. Cam, have you seen either band? I've seen Big Rec. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm a big I'm a big Sloan fan too. I uh, growing up as a little kid, I would hear them 
in the vehicle. A lot of this music is very nostalgic to me, so it's 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 got a bit of a personal feel. Well, to we it. all grew um, up with Big this because this is all this is uh, all, yeah, the soundtrack Canadian of Rock ninety four, right? Like this is what yeah, our exactly. Listen to when we were kids, right? This is it. Yeah, yeah. Great point, great point. But yeah, I mean, I can say this actually, you know what, to be honest, what's more nostalgic actually is probably Big Wreck. Like this song, um, Blown Wide Open, um, just great songs. Um, So I'm going to have to go with Big... It's a tight one too. I I feel the exact same actually, but I I would have to go with Big Wreck probably. Sloan's a great band though, and I I think they're excellent. I would argue, like if we're talking like best concerts I've seen out of the two, Sloan takes the cake for me. But... I would still say Big Wreck is the better band live. Like it's it's such a weird kind of comparison. They're both great at what they do, but but then look, and then they put them next to look who they're put next to. It's like yeah. I feel like I feel like this always happens where we look at the first one and then they get smashed next to like the Beatles. So it's like, well, who cares anyways? Kind yeah. of thing. But. Yeah, well, it's it's just it's just for your your right to to say that you were there. You know, you get yeah. the participation medal. That's I'll make sure so. I send Ian Thornley an email that he knows he made our fucking bracket, an official yeah. laced up podcast, yeah, certificate of authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> what about that? Looks just like a big yellow. Yeah, it's not pretty. Big yellow piece of paper with fucking me and James's <laughs> handwriting on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if any listeners at home would like a authentic laced up hockey podcast uh, certificate of authenticity, please uh, email us at uh, laced up pod. Should start doing merch, <laughs> but just shitty merch like like sell that gift certificate thing, just a yellow piece of paper for like fifteen bucks. Have like a yellow mug that just says laced up and font that fucking scrapes off for like thirty dollars. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Shirts, I guess. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> like. Whatever, yeah, whatever. We're gonna we're gonna make a laced up store. I got nothing else to do. Visit our website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only gonna take me eight hours to edit this episode. Let's fucking add a gift shop into my plans for tomorrow. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get down to it. We got the top sixteen Canadian bands here, as voted by no one. The Canadian uh, at Beatles. number one. Uh, yeah, at number number one, uh, the fourth highest selling rock band of all time, Rush. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Canadian Beatles. Uh, against uh, number 16, Big Wreck. Does anybody have any objections? <laughs> I, I, will, I will preface my vote by saying that I strongly prefer Big Wreck, um, but Rush is... How dare you? Rush, Rush is strongly the better band, so... Yeah, I want to take this time to, to say, like, Ian Thornley is an amazing singer. Like, awesome. Like, what a tremendous vocalist, especially, like, if we're talking live, like, effortless. Ian Thornley is terrifying. He comes out, he's six yeah. foot, who huge. knows how tall, huge. playing no, a double massive. a double neck monstrosity, screaming at you. Uh, yeah. I've never been more scared in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He might be the scariest person I've seen live in terms of a, of, a, of a concert. I was supposed to see Rage Against the Machine this summer, which would have taken the cake for sure, but that would have been that's scary. fucking scary. <laughs> Who's the scariest frontman ever? Is it, is it Serge Tankian? It's probably Serge. Him, eh? or, him or Lemmy. <laughs> oh, Lemmy! <laughs> yeah, it's Lemmy. Lemmy's five. Like, Lemmy, like, I don't... Like, famous people don't make me nervous. Like, I, I feel like I could meet a lot of people and not... I don't think I could have ever met Lemmy, man. I would have been scared shitless. No, oh, it's God, terrifying. Yeah. 
He's going to knife you if you say hi yeah, to him or something. Like, I don't know. That's, that's the aura you get. He's right. probably the nicest guy in the world. That's the thing. I, I'm sure he was. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like, yeah, he, he tremendous, tremendous, like, tremendous. artist. You're not yeah. wrong. Fantastic. No, I've, I've seen is. him three or four times now. They're, they're awesome. Highly underrated, I think, too. Like, crimi- like most of the bands on this list, criminally it's, underrated. But It's weird to think that, like, I as I, I wanted Big Wreck to get back together for so long, and then they did. And as soon as they did, the first thing out of like into my head was, "Oh, I'm never going to get to see Thornley now." And it's like, pick pick a lane, man. And go just go so. see Big Wreck. And usually Ian will do come again, and you've pretty much seen Thornley. Like you know, you're good. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Thorn- uh, number his number solo eight. stuff, I will say too. Like Thorn, like Thornley, like. Maybe the two, like two of my favorite albums ever, are Thornley albums. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, Those are I, fantastic. He, albums. Did, he did not do a bad song with with Thornley, his solo project or whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah. yeah, fuck, he's deadly. But yeah, it's fresh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, n- yeah number see. eight, we got uh, Our Lady Peace taking on number nine, Trooper. Ooh, I like an eight uh, seed. There it is. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty welcome, cool. man. Hey, nice to have you. Yeah, it's it's Our Lady Peace for me. I'll I'll get that out of the way. I um, seen them live in what I would say is another one of the coolest concerts I've ever seen. I've definitely seen Trooper. Trooper was great. I just Trooper doesn't have a lot of re-listenability to me. They're not a band that I sit down and and listen to like a ton of their music anymore. Um, there's a few songs I'll throw them on, but um, short of that, they they don't really do much for me. Our Lady Peace is a band I'll sit down and listen to an album I've listened to fifty times and and still enjoy it and. Um, uh, they're another band I think criminally underrated for, for, um, just how good of a band they were at writing songs. There's a a decent amount of depth within their music with it still being radio friendly, um, which is hard to do, uh, especially in the era that they did it when pop music was becoming more prevalent than rock. So, um, yeah, I like Our Lady Peace. I think they're, they're great. And, and another one of the few bands on here that does actually have international recognizability too which is which is good so um yeah i i go our lady peace yeah i would uh i would say the same troopers like a party band um and definitely definitely good if that's the vibe (laughs) but i like i i do like i agree too i think they're I mean, we can almost make that argument for any band on this list that they're underrated. But uh, Our Lady Peace, yeah, I, I like I like their songs. Um, you know, also another band that's you know incredibly nostalgic for me. Just you know, mentioned the Rock '94 <laughs> playlist. <laughs> yeah. So they were another band that was in heavy rotation. So yeah, Our Lady Peace for sure. Uh, Our Lady Peace is going to move forward, so I'll save my Our Lady Peace story for another round. But I will say that uh, Trooper. Um, was always a band where it was like I knew Raise a Little Hell, and I knew like Boys in the Bright White Sports Car, and like that yeah, was I guess it. that's like, Trooper, right? As, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as as far as like my cool. my Trooper knowledge went, that was it. And my mom, when I when I bought my first record player, she uh, she went down and she dug out a bunch of her old vinyls, and you know most of them didn't work, and some were warped or scratched or whatever. But she gave me. Trooper's Greatest Hits was one of her her vinyls that she had. She gave it to me, and it was one of the few that did work. And I threw it on, and and I'll say I've never more quickly found an appreciation for a band 
than I did Trooper because I'm a sucker for anything Canadian and I knew that they were Canadian. I just didn't know the catalog as well. And uh, I'll give them a, a fond farewell with that story in, in saying that I, I, f- I fell for them quicker than most bands um, in, in the same context. Uh, number five, we got Nickelback uh, going up against number 12, oh, Honeymoon Suite. You know, I, this is one of the very few, like, I don't really remember how I voted the first time we did this. It was kind of the point of, um, doing it again after a while with someone different is because it was going to turn out very different. And I think it has. I for sure remember voting the other way the first time, and I do not agree with my choice anymore. I am going Honeymoon Suite. I, I, I like a lot of Nickelback's early stuff. I think it's fucking awesome. Um... Honeymoon Suite is maybe one of the most underappreciated Canadian bands ever, I think, though. Like, um, again, like, they're, they're, a lot of it is very poppy and, and radio friendly, but, um, they do it well. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that if you do it well, I think. And, uh, there's still, you know, creativity and depth to their music with it still being kind of, um, a radio band. And, you know, we're comparing two radio bands here, really. Like, that's ultimately what these bands ended up being. But, um, yeah, Nickelback, like, it's just, if we're judging strength of the full catalog, too, against each other, uh, Nickelback has three good albums, and you can even argue that. So, um, yeah. It's Honeymoon Sweet for me, I think. I think Nickelback is poopy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Honeymoon Sweet. It's fair. That's all. That's all I got on that. <laughs> yeah, Nickelback is the, what, second band on this list that I haven't seen live. Um, Do you think they're poopy? I... 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 Don't. Um, <laughs> okay. Nick... I... I okay. I, I wouldn't... Go, I wouldn't say poopy. And, and, I, no. and I would say that uh, it's perfectly fine if, if record producers come up to you and say that they want to throw a bunch of money at you. Some people are going to say yes, and Nickelback said yes, and they just took the money and fucking ran, and, like, good for you, yeah. do whatever you want. Like, you know, you ended up marrying Avril Lavigne out of it. Like, good good for you, I guess. Like, everything somewhat worked out. Not, maybe not on the Avril Lavigne front, he, but... He, 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 he married Avril Lavigne's double. Yeah, and then they made the worst yeah. song ever fucking written together. Um, yeah. I, 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 I fully I, respect Nickelback, like, much more than I really give them credit for, I think. Um, but I don't like how they turned out, and for me, that's the difference. At some point in time, it became cool to hate Nickelback, and I think a lot of people hate them because their buddies hate them, or, you know, like, their girlfriend hates them, or, or whatever. Like, they just kind of hate Nickelback because that's that's the joke, that's the funny thing, like, they suck, right? Like, let's let's hate them. I, I think they get a worse rep than they deserve. It's not a great rep. Like I'm not I'm not going to stand here and say that I think that they're a fantastic band. I just think that they they get shit on more than they deserve. Yeah, that's their first album. Yeah, their first album I genuinely enjoy. Like if 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 that was what their careers were going to be on that first album, like I'm on board. Like I bought it. I I listen to it frequently. I I, I love it. And then everything kind of just went downhill. And for better or for worse, that's the way it is. That's the story of Nickelback. God bless them. They've sold a shit ton of albums and they've made their millions and 
and whatever. Like if if they can go home at the end of the day and, and feel happy, then power to them. Yeah, like I'm I not going to judge. I don't give a shit how you want to live your life, kind of thing, right? Yeah, like, exactly. I, I, I don't. I, and, and even to your point, like I would say, the long road is probably the album for me that that I that I like the most of theirs. Um, feeling way too damn good's fucking great, and figured you out is deadly song. Um, having said that, though, like I, I genuinely think that never again is one of my favorite rock songs ever i think it's a i think it's fucking great had they stayed that lane you know i would have been fine with that but they but they didn't and uh they they currently suck they do um so i will go with honeymoon suite whom i've enjoyed many a time at a live show i just realized there's no matthew good on here uh, there's no solo artists technically. I, I, well, Matthew I, Good I, Band. I know there's an argument for Matthew Good Band, but Interesting. I yeah. can't, in good conscience, separate the Matthew Good Band from the Matthew Good, and it well, becomes too. It becomes really messy. <laughs> Ma- Matthew Good is one of my all-time favorite artists. It's. It, it was for me. I enjoy his solo stuff way more than the band stuff, and. I didn't want to put solo artists on the list, so I made the personal decision to leave him off. Um, anyone listening at home that doesn't agree with mm-hmm. me—that's uh, fine. Which, it's not I your think podcast. it's the best time uh, for me to finally read the essay I prepared for tonight. Why I believe the Alan true. Parsons project should have been on here. Now, there since is. the dawn of there time, no Spe- <laughs> special guest Russ Elder is here to yeah. talk about Alan Parsons. Oh, is he a big fan? <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, they're they're okay. Yeah. I like them. They're they're fine. But yeah, I like them too. The Alan Parsons Project. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, number four, we got the Bare Naked Ladies going up against number thirteen, Billy Talent. Oh, fuck. Uh, Billy Talent, not a solo artist. If anyone is still confused about that, uh, there is no Billy in the band. No. Um, I can start off with this. This is probably one of my favorite Canadian bands. Um amazing lyrics um i think alice cooper mentioned that that you know when they released their first their first album he was really excited about this band and i agree like the way that they that first album was was amazing and and i think that they honestly i think that was their probably their best their best work they had great albums after like they had some really really and they they're another band that writes really strong albums i think um, but lyrically just, just amazing, just amazing. Like, like they, they tackled some really deep, um, topics and they were artists with something to say, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, no, I agree, man. You didn't actually name the band. Though. <laughs> yeah. I, it's been suspenseful. You, you didn't actually say who it is. <laughs> oh, oh, Billy Talent. Okay, cool. I figured. Uh, by far. Like, like by as far, soon yeah. as you said Alice Cooper, I'm like, well, this has got to be Billy Talent. Like, there's no way Alice yeah, Cooper yeah. was like, you know, I really like the Bare Naked Ladies. That song. Uh, no, and I don't, and I don't really think gosh. their their lyrics are super deep, but <laughs> not really. No, I, I think, yeah. I think uh, Billy Talent. I like I said, I think they're they're just amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I think they're just great, great artists, and 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 once again, like, just one of the just just a great rock band, and I like the. The vocal harmonies um, in that band too. I like how the oh, guitar, Ian the and Ben are unreal Ian, yeah. vocals. Yeah, and they 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 complement each other very nicely. And um, you know, Ian, I think his his guitar playing is once again super underrated because it's just different. Like it's like trying to like like learning some of those parts. Like it's very unassuming for a guitar player. And um, and the vocals are just amazing. Like they're just they're great. And it's cool because they came out when we were really really young. 
And I remember listening to them in grade seven or grade eight and appreciating it then. But once again, they're another band that I've gone back to at a later date and appreciated them even more because there's so much there. There's so much depth. There's like, they're, they're, they're an artist with something to say. And I think that's what I really appreciate about music nowadays is people that aren't just sticking with a formula that works, but they're artists that stand for something. They have their own sound and they have their own style and they're not afraid to change that up and, um, you know, not necessarily being concerned about what other people think and they're writing for themselves and they're really kind of, they have, they have a voice and they're using that. Right. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing. I think that's, that's really neglected with a lot of artists nowadays where they're so concerned about, you know, what sells and everything like that with, with Billy talent, they just, they're, they're experts, um, at writing lyrics. And I think they're, they're masters at their craft. So, I mean, that it's a no brainer. I don't really like bare naked ladies. Billy talent for me is, is, is an, is an awesome band. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with them. That's a no brainer. If you would have asked me a few years ago, I probably would have said that, uh, other than foreigner and maybe Motley Crue, that the bare naked ladies were at a time, probably my, one of my most hated bands on this list. Uh, I've actually come to appreciate them quite a bit in the last five years. Uh, and, and like extremely so since we saw them live at, uh, at, um, the blues fest uh granted i enjoyed the show maybe because i was under the influence of um some things but um yeah no i i i like i like the bare naked ladies now my issue with them is they're quite gimmicky uh, a lot of their stuff and and more so their later stuff their 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 deep sort of folky stuff is really good though um and another band like you like you could argue that could have been on here is Blue Rodeo. Like the Bare Naked Ladies have a, a Blue Rodeo esque um, sort of sound to them, but I, I think they sort of really perfected it at the right time in the '90s, and that helped them kind of grow on an international stage. So that's all well and good, but um, Billy Talent's a better band, and until I need to make a case otherwise, I'm just going to leave it at that. The Bare Naked Ladies are very gimmicky. I agree, um, but someone made the decision one day to say that hey we're gonna pay you money and you you, we're gonna write songs about monkeys and okay we're still gonna give you money and so i I don't know like i I can't really blame them for being gimmicky i can say that i don't enjoy the gimmickiness but you know like at the end of the day someone or somebody said that this is what we want this is what we like and here's a shit ton of money to to keep doing what you're doing um, if you give a bunch of idiots that write songs about monkeys money to continue writing songs, they're going to keep writing songs about uh, monkeys. So um, good for them, I guess. Uh, I th- they're they're uh, one of the highest selling international Canadian bands of all time. Oddly enough, people love them. So whatever, they deserve a spot here. They're just not, in our hey, opinion, the better yeah, band. Like uh, it's a Billy, it's a Billy Talent. To suite. use your catchphrase, uh, you know, like you don't need to defend yourself to us. You know, you don't, you don't need to get all Thanks, worked man. up. Uh, I like the Thanks. bare naked ladies. Um, <laughs> there it is. Their their gimmicking their gimmickiness. I like I'll, I'll, the same thing I said about Nickelback. And like, if they if people want to throw money at you and you want to take it, go right ahead. Um, and that's fine for the bare naked ladies too. Do whatever the fuck you want. Live your life however you want to live it. Holy shit, do I hate some of their songs too, though? Right, and that that kind of hurts the case where it's like. I genuinely can't think of a Billy Talent song I don't even like. Like I like all of them. I think like they're they're great. That last album was not good. Yeah, I know you think that. I don't agree at all. But okay. 
I'm gonna say they're poopy. Yeah, once one band yeah, sings again. about monkeys, the other band sings about rats. It's it's no one wins really. Um, up next, we got the Arkells at the sixth seed against BTO at the eleven seed. It's interesting matchup. Interesting matchup. Uh, it's it's not for me. I actually don't like BTO, so I'm voting the Arkells. I'm gonna vote BTO just just in spite of James, <laughs> <laughs> just because it's too predictable. So. Okay, just you like to make things interesting, eh? No, I just like to piss you off. That's all. Oh, well, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. not really too kind of you. I don't know if I'm gonna no, no. invite you back on the podcast ever again. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll we'll see what yeah. happens. Uh, he's gonna turn out to be like the biggest, like he's gonna be the the fan hit. Like everyone's gonna want him back for the the next episode and. I'm going to, yeah. to grit, oh, grit my teeth and bring them back. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Sierra Kells. What are we talking about? Like they're, They are Canadian music currently. It's, it's, it's where we're at. Sorry to admit it. Um, uh, next week at the... Sorry. Well, Canadian. They're it's fine. Nature. They're good. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, number three, we got the Guess Who um, against the number 14 seed, the Glorious Sons. Couple of grungy acts. They're well, not grunge, grungy, but you know, sand. They got some sandpaper to them. You know, they're they're in your face. <laughs> you know, they they don't take no for an answer. I'm gonna go with the guess who. Shocker on this one. Shocker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know the Glorious Sons. The guess who, though, I think, like I said, I once again, I think they were a great Canadian band that spoke to that, um, and they. You know their song. They they wrote they, their songs. The way that they wrote, I think, was a little bit ahead of their time. Um, you know, they're they're a staple in Canadian music. Um, they're a staple in Superbad, the movie. Superbad, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jimmy's brother, no, the one I, with like, the beautiful voice. My brother's here all the way from <laughs> Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. You're gonna sing him a song. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, like I. For me, it's it's them. Like I, I think I think that they're just just a great Canadian act. First band to have a number one hit in America. It's, says a lot. Yeah, it says a lot. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think like the glory. I'm gonna okay. I'm I'm picking the guess who. I'm gonna say the Glorious Sons Ooh. have written one of the Change. greatest songs I've ever heard in the last. 10 years like mm-hmm. they they wrote one of the best songs possibly written in this fucking gigantic country uh in pink and in, in pink motel um if they had another album or two you know maybe it's a different story but like they just don't they're not quite there yet they're still the new kid in the block and the guests who are the grandpappy sitting on his porch with a, a rifle in his hand and and he can still make that rifle whiz if if he needs. It's <laughs> a weird, uh, <laughs> weird analysis there, James. Uh, but well, strangely enough, it makes sense. I got lost somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but I was with, like an old man you. on the porch. I got lost somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> strangely, I follow. We got to start doing like releasing the video portion of these podcasts out <laughs> so people can see the fucking endless amount of Jim Halpert reactions I have to shit that James <laughs> says during an episode. Um, I think I think it's fun uh, that we're redoing it this way and, and to kind of just 
let people have like a peek behind closed doors here. Like when we did this episode initially, uh, James and I kind of got into it on this matchup because uh, James took the Glorious Sons and I took the Guess Who. And we had a debate as to whether or not, you know, the Guess Who only being together for so long and and only really putting out so many albums. And you can make the argument, like the same argument for the the Glorious Sons. And like, I, I I definitely understand that. There is a little bit of, about the Glorious Sons that I think they have all the potential in the world, but it, 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 it's going to be really telling to see where they go in the next two to five years. Not just musically, but what sort of decisions they make in terms of, uh, you know, anything. Contracts, record labels, tours, things like that. Um, they, there's still a small margin for error that they may fuck this up. And there are plenty of modern bands that have gone three solid albums and then, and then fuck it up. And... Uh, I will say that they've gotten stronger as each album's gone along. Uh, the albums have been different every time that they've gone along. Uh, they are currently probably one of my top five favorite bands on the planet. But it is definitely the guess who for me. Uh, to James's point, yeah, I do agree that Pink Motel's probably... At least the best rock song I've heard in the last five years might be closer to ten. There it is, for enough. Uh, this week's podcast sponsored by... Uh, a War on Everything, the uh, third album by the Glorious Sons. Um, she should, uh, should get Brett on the podcast the next time he's in Thunder Bay, because apparently this is his second home somehow, so... Really? Remember, he's got family here, so that's why when they when they do their tours, and they always play here, and they're always here for like three days afterwards. Like, the next show's not for like three days afterwards, it's because they hang out in town for a couple days. Man, I'd, I'd hang out with those guys. Like, I, like over. I believe his mom lives here. Because when we saw them live last time, he said that my mom's here, she hasn't seen me play live in three years kind of thing or something like that. And it was, you know, I was like, okay, that's fucking crazy. That's emotional. Yeah. But I do know for sure he's got family here. Neat. I'm, I'm down. Let's let's hang out with the... Sure. Glorious Sons Sure, family. they like hockey. They would be a good guest on the podcast. Boom. Let's do it. We've got uh, the leasing of the Glorious Sons' fourth cousin here with us today. Uh... What was Brett like as a child? Well, I don't know. We've actually met four times. We live across the province. Yeah. Uh, number seven, we got Loverboy taking on number ten, The Trues. This is uh, this is. I think this is a tougher matchup than it is given credit for on paper. Uh, what do you like here, Cam? I don't know. That, that that's a tricky one too. Like, I mean. I think the Trues are more of like a meat and potatoes kind of band where Loverboy is that kind of cheesy 80s band, right? Um, that's just how I view it. But um, yeah, I think if I had to pick, I think I would go with Loverboy. I think they have uh, a lot of pretty standout Canadian classics that uh, that broke elsewhere as well. Um, so yeah, I would, I, would go, I would go with Loverboy because I think that they, they have more... Their songs, I think, stand out more to me than, than anything that the Trues have written. But I do like the Trues. Um, but I see it as more like working class rock, where I see Loverboy as more of kind of that, you know, indicative 80s look slash sound and, um, you know, very synth driven. Um, so, I, I yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with Loverboy, I think. Wow. How, how dare you disrespect the band that we shared a rehearsal stu- space with uh, in Toronto? Um, yeah, uh, forgot about with, that. With, with a Thunder Bay connection uh, in the in the group, um, I would yeah. also like to add um, my 
my counterpoint here in that they're both working class bands. Uh, Loverboy's biggest song being about working for the weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, like, no, I get what you mean. I get what you mean, though. Like, the, the Trues are very much like a, a, you know, a lunch pail sort of band. But, uh, you know, they've, they've leaned into their identity. And um, I very much don't like bands like that in a, a lot of cases like i find they get real stale real quick and my biggest point would be and one of the uh most contentious rock takes i seem to have is like everyone seems to really like the sheepdogs and i i find the sheepdogs are like just the same shit that i've already heard and yep, like they just definitely. do it over and over again but they're like similar idea to the trues it's just like i think the trues have a better execution of that sound um, I respect the Sheepdogs, they're just not for me. Um, I'm probably also gonna go Loverboy here. I've seen the Trues a few times, they're great, I really like them, I probably like more of their music, but I would, I would just say I think Loverboy's the better band, um... I think, I think the Trues are that indicative, like, this is Canada's, this is something that we have and, and nobody else can have it, and... And they're like they like so many other great bands from Canada. They they follow that trope where they never really seem to get beyond the borders uh, of the nation that they're from. Um, a good group of East Coast guys. They've got some great Celtic tunes on their early stuff that I, I really uh, I've come to enjoy. And I think that it, it definitely shows like a a growth in their musicianship. Like they they found a way to write different genres effectively um and at the same time they they honor where they're from right like that that's that's their home that's that's their culture out, out in the east coast um lover boy on the other hand is kind of the complete opposite like they found that international success they they broke out they they had the big hits they had the you know the the top gun they had the the big single involved with that soundtrack they've they've toured across the states they've you know they've they've lived the dream so to speak um i would have voted the trues had it mattered but it doesn't so uh lover boys moving on uh that leaves us with uh the two and 15 seeds we got the tragically hip at two and uh april wine at 15 so when james initially put the bracket together uh, the one of the first questions he asked me was uh, do you think April Wine is too low at a 15 seed? And I'm like, no, that, that's fine. And then, like, uh, we did the episode and whatever. We, we had to scrap it. And James asked me, do you think that there's anything that we should do differently this time around? And I'm like, well, we should probably move April Wine up. And we didn't. <laughs> uh, April Wine as a 15 seed is very tough. And, and being matched up against the Tragically Hip is fucking impossible for them. Uh, they do not stand a chance. But uh, this is basically my way of saying... I, I like April Wine. Like, yeah, they, they sucked live, but that's, you know... I was going to say it's not their fault, but it's actually entirely their fault. But, yeah, no, like, it's it's fine. Like, they're they're great. Like, they're a great band, but uh, the Tragically Hip is the answer. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I do I do think April Wine should be higher up on the list. They're um, very cool. I do think... Yeah, yeah. I th- like, I think, I think they are one of those really good Canadian... Actually, I'm shocked to see them in that spot, but, uh, yeah, they don't. Uh, I, Go with the I, hip for I, sure. I will. I will hold my comments to myself, uh, and and admit that the hip have won this round. And how dare? Oh, they? you're you're bitter against the uh, against <clears throat> April Wine, eh? That's wow. 
Yeah. Uh, moving back, we got fan. Rush at one versus Our Lady Peace at eight. Yeah, once again, no brainer. I mean, I like I said, I said I do, I do love Our Lady Peace, but Rush is mm. that's it right there. So that's it. It's over. That's it. That's Cam, all I got Cam's to say. calling it. Yeah, it's over. dead. Love the Alex Lyson. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's Rush. It's Rush. I um again, I, I prefer Our Lady Peace. Um, probably not as much as I preferred Big Wreck. Uh, in that last matchup for Rush, but Rush is the better band. Like they, uh, as we're probably going to get into, like I, I don't really need to give my thoughts on it because you guys are going to be a little bit more technical about it. But I will throw out like um, maybe the most talented trio of musicians ever assembled, and I will. I'm sure that point will come up again. So uh, I didn't get to talk about my RLDP story the first time around because I was telling a tripper story. Uh, so I'll tell my RLDP story this time around because got they're a story for each of these rush. bands. Yeah, uh, it's not really a story. It's just a, a fond memory about the first time I ever saw RLDP. Uh, they were doing a playthrough of um, their classic album, uh, "Clumsy," and they played the whole thing start to finish. And then they did they they left and they came back and they did like an encore set that was just the hits of the other albums. And from the moment they left. Until the final song of the night, after every song, uh, Brutes would turn to me and say, Starseed? And then they would proceed <laughs> to not play Starseed. And at first it was kind of funny because it was like, oh, what do you think they're going to play? Oh, I think they're going to play Starseed. Like, and then they like did, all day I'm like, they have day. to open the they second set with Starseed. How do you not open with Starseed? That's like written to open a concert, right? Yeah. And then, and then they played for like an hour. And they didn't play Starseed, but every every song he's turning to me going, It's Starseed next for sure. And they closed with Starseed. So and, that's and oh, nice. I gotta yeah. be honest with you, they made the right choice. <laughs> it was it was yeah, better yeah. as the last song of the set than probably opening, yeah. but Alright, Rush moving on. Um we got the this is the wild underdog matchup here. We got the t- 12 seed honeymoon suite against the 13 seed Billy Talent. Some somebody's going to the uh the sweet 16 here. This is Oh yeah, this, this is, is your, unreal. This is your Loyola, Loyola Chicago versus uh, Stephen F Austin right here. Um mm. I will pick Billy Talent. Yeah. Yeah, easily. Yeah, for me this is this is a no-brainer. Like I do like Honeymoon Suite, but Billy Talent like I like I stressed before, I think they're they're an awesome band, so I think they deserve to move on for sure. There it is. Everyone loves a good 13 seed moving on. The unlucky guys. Yeah, I'm surprised they're there. Like, on. that's, you know, that's insane, but. Uh, number three, the Guess Who taking on number six, the Arkells. Or Arkells, I should say. There's no the in that band. I got a, I got a feeling Cam should maybe kick this one off. Guess Who. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but guess who? I mean, the Arkells are all right. I don't, I don't really get the big like they're <laughs> they're no like they're they're an okay band. They got some decent songs. I saw them live actually opening for the Hip, and uh, I don't know they're they're all right. Like, hey, we were at that show. Yeah, we were not together. No, we you, weren't. But... but all three of us were at that show. That's probably the only show we could say that about. <laughs> Other than one of our shows. Oh, yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, how dare you not put us on the same level as the Arkells? <laughs> Def- definitely seen you guys at Black Pirates Pub. 
definitely been to the Black Pirates Club <laughs> shows like forty times for sure. I've definitely seen the same show as you guys, but actually, but I, I guess think, I guess I think... you I guess you guys didn't really see your shows. You know, true. you were a part of them. It's true, right? So, that's right. That's fair. We all witnessed the air kills with the hip. Yeah. Okay. Guess guess who for Cam? Um, I'm I'm gonna have to take the air kills. Nothing personal against the Guess Who. I, I think they're a, a monumental band, and without them, um, Canada maybe wouldn't have the same, you know, foothold in, in, in music as it barely does. But, um, yeah, the Arkells are. It goes beyond the music for me. Like, they are social media, fan interaction, uh, you know marketing geniuses they do everything right they've never made a, a a wrong step they've never you know like everything they do is is for everybody else it's never about them and i think that that says a lot about a group especially in today's society and that's just something that you you can't take away from the guess who but I can't sit here and say that, you know, Randy Bachman and, um, you know, Burt Cummings were these stand-up guys that, you know, like, they were all about themselves, and, and, and that's fine. It's the, that was the time, that was the era, that was the way they chose to live their careers, but there's just something special about, you know, the Arkells and, and what they're doing across the country, and, um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So we're going with the Guess Who, then? <laughs> um, I will preface my answer by saying that I am, uh, I believe, expected to the next time the Arkells come here, which is probably never again, uh, to, um, we're supposed to take them out and show them a good time, was what uh, Tim Oxford told us. So, um, I understand that I'm, I'm friends with them, and by that I mean they <laughs> haven't thought of me since that conversation. Uh... I'm probably going to go the guess who here, but I am going to preface the fact that it is really close for me. And I, I would say that the Arkells are uh, incredibly loved and accepted in an era where rock bands do not really get... Modern rock bands do not get much appreciation anymore. And um, people seem to really like other genres of garbage music. Well, I didn't say that. Um... So, yeah, it's I, I have a lot of respect for what the Arkells are doing. I think they're incredibly creative. Um, I I didn't really love the last album, and I didn't really love the most recent single. And um, but it, you're you're splitting hairs, I think, at that point. You know, there, there's such high expectations on them, so it's going to be tough to see what they do moving forward. I think too, how much they're able to maintain the steam they've got. Uh, but they're incredibly talented at what they do. They're, they're great. But I, I am going to guess who. Um, just one of the more unique sounds to a band ever. Uh, and I could be talking about either band there, but I'm specifically referring to the guess who. Yeah, they're great. Like, they're, they're, they're a great band. Um, uh, number two, we got nice. the Tragically Hip against number seven, Loverboy. Any, any, right. any takers to go first here? Well, James is going Loverboy. I, I already know that, but I, I, I have to, uh, I have to make my case for the Tragically Hip over. Lo yeah, no, it's fucking, oh, it's do. a fucking Tragically Hip. Like, what are we talking about here? Loverboy barely won their seven versus ten seed. You know, it's it's like it's Tragically Hip. 
I think Brutes is taking the tragically hip. Yeah, um, it's not even close. Uh, Cam, how do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I feel about the same. Okay. I, uh, yeah. Okay. So once again, I, I won't have to bash the hip this round. I'll just, I'll just move them ahead because they seem to win even when I don't have to open my mouth. Hmm. Um, yeah, I know, I know you don't like them, but like, you know, well, stop being well, so bitter well, about it. Uh, their time will come to an end eventually. Um, number one, we got Rush taken on number thirteen, Billy Talent, the little engine that could, getting all the way uh, to the sweet sixteen here. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta admire the the resiliency, the the drive. The, they're a competitive the team, heart. James. Don't talk about them. You know, like they're they're no. this 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 cute child. Like they're here. They're to the ninety six Panthers of Billy, their, of their bracket. For Billy sure. Talent's here to compete. Um, listen, like they they lose for sure. Rush wins, but it's it's not it's not a huge cakewalk for me. But like, you know, it's probably the right decision. Yeah, yeah, this one's a little bit trickier for me because, like I said, I like I like both bands. Um, but I do like. Um, I mean, you gotta go with Rush. You kind of have to. Yeah. How do you, how do you not right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, well, that leaves us with the number three seed, the Guess Who, going up against the number two seed, the Tragically Hip. That is that is an all-Canadian, beaver-first, plaid jacket, axe-swinging, wheat-growing... Where the fuck do you live Igloo-living canadian matchup if i've ever seen one and we're about to take a barrel over the niagara falls on this discussion yeah yeah that segue really uh, made me feel like i need to do a shot of maple syrup um to clear my thoughts but please do uh yeah i would have any poutine in the freezer let's fire that up that that (laughs) wouldn't be good frozen i'm going to go the tragically hip for sure uh and kind of basically what i said about Loverboy losing a kind of same thing like just copy and paste like guess who barely won their three versus six game like what are we talking about here it's tragically hip yeah it's tragically hip yeah mm. yeah these ones are a little bit easier to choose from park you guys do not want me talking about the hip do you uh i you may need to plead your case pretty soon here like it's getting to be crunch time uh, the we'll tra- like, look, the hip, the hip are winning each game by thirty points. They haven't played a competitive game in a few rounds here. Like, they might be That's going debatable. in. They might be going into the the final eight, the the final four, sleeping here. You know who's to say? They might drop one. Um, yeah, I'm voting. The, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess we're not doing this one right away, but no, uh, we're in the into the elite eight, uh, which means there are eight bands remaining, two from each region. So we're gonna back things up. We're gonna go back to the USA. Where we kicked this thing off, uh, just in case anyone forgot, we've got Metallica at the four seed, taking on the Foo Fighters at the two seed for the right to be crowned America's greatest rock band. Um, I will open the floor uh, to our guest for the debut of the Elite Eight. <laughs> well, thanks, James. Uh, you know it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Metallica on this one. Um, yeah, I like, like the Foo Fighters, you know, I I have a huge, like I said before, I have a huge appreciation for like the humanitarian side of what they do and, 
um, I have a huge appreciation, especially for their earlier works and, and their, their more recent ones aren't, I'm not a huge fan of, but at the same time, I don't dislike, but I do like what they did earlier on in their career, kind of, you know, out of Nirvana, how Dave Grohl just, you know, assembled a, a list of songs and then, you know, through that process, got a team together and worked together, um, and created some pretty, like pretty memorable songs like they, you know, and they are an, an excellent band, but. I, I, in comparison, you just like, I, I would have to go with Metallica, like out of the two of them, just because, I mean, it's Metallica. Like when you think of metal music, you, you think like they're one of the first names that pop in the, I mean, metal is in the title. So it's in the um, name. <laughs> right yeah. It's in it's the name. So letters, it's, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of hard not to have that pop into your head, I guess. But, uh, but no, like I said, they're, uh, they're another band that I think continues to reinvent themselves. They haven't always made the best choices, <laughs> but uh, very, <laughs> very few bands. Not a big do. Saint Anger guy, eh? No, yeah, you, you, you got <laughs> it. Yeah, not a huge Saint Anger guy. Um, but I think I'll just chalk that up to a learning experience, maybe. Uh, on, um, on, on our next podcast, we're gonna d- break down for about forty minutes uh, the snare. Uh, of the Saint Anger album, and, yeah, and, that was odd, and what it sounds yeah. more like uh, compared to an actual snare drum. Well, and you know what, I'm all for that. I'm all for that, but not for the whole album. You know what I mean? Like that—that that was a little it's overkill. Not, it's not like, much I, more I, for every day. No, no, it's it's good for an effect, right? If it's a part in a song, or if it's even just a song, but not a not a full album, but uh, or even just that that load and reload, like those. Those albums weren't amazing, but at the same time, though, like I said, it's it's bound to happen in every band's career where they make some poor decisions. I mean, um, that's just how it goes, right? It's 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 never perfect, and uh, you know, with Metallica, I think they did they did a really good job, and they're still doing a good job, I think, at staying current. I was a little bit annoyed when uh, not annoyed. I think it was a smart career move, but when uh, James started taking vo- vocal lessons, um, it did change the tone of his voice, but I think it kept the longevity of their career intact so i I, like they're one of those bands that i think in the in the 80s i think their first you know i like the ride the lightning master of puppets even injustice i think those albums were great even the black album was pretty good too um but they uh and they they continue to stay relevant and they continue to stay one of the big bands in in not only metal but rock i think it's 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 an interesting matchup because i think those two bands are have continued to stay relevant and are still in the public eye today that's kind of like those staple, you know, rock bands. Like if there's an award show, they're probably going to ask one of those two bands to play a rock song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like they're they're that that caliber, right? So, but I, I'd have to go with Metallica for this one. Um, I I will defer to Brutes on this one. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Metallica for me. I I okay. um, yeah, it's two of my favorite bands, but I. I I I have heard the argument about the Foo Fighters that people I've heard people say that they don't really excel at something they don't really excel at like having a sound and like I really couldn't disagree more like I I think uh, the Foo Fighters have a definitive sound um, but I I just I think Metallica in the grand scheme is more influential and like I said I don't really know if that's always a good case but I I, I think when comparing these two bands that's kind of the big thing that one has against the other. Um, yeah, I, I think the Foo Fighters have a stronger um, hit to miss uh, ratio. Like they don't, I don't, I don't agree. I, I think pretty much everything other than the most recent album has been nail on the head, pretty much for the Foo Fighters. Uh, whereas Metallica has had some misses, but I would say their their 
their catalog as a whole has a lot more sort of influential aspect to it. Uh, they've perfected the sound that they've strived for for years. So, yeah, give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. <laughs> and you desire Metallica, I see. Uh, yeah, I'll make it a sweep for Metallica. Um, uh, you guys, uh, you guys summed it up. Metallica is just—they've got the edge. Just it's a little bit better than anything the Foo Fighters have done, and that's that's nothing that the Foo Fighters should be ashamed about. Like you've lost to Metallica. That's hey, you were the second second last team out of this division. Like pat yourselves on the back. That's fantastic. You guys beat Nirvana, which is literally a band that. If they didn't exist, men means that you didn't exist. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't think you can hang your head if you're a Foo Fighters fan. We're going to move over to the British division at, at this point. Uh, we've got the number two seed Led Zeppelin going up against the number four seed Pink Floyd. Although there is a flag on the play, uh, it does appear that there is a protest uh, being formally staged um by uh the group known as Spinal Tap they're they're making a late entrance they're trying to push their way into this and and they're they're trying to rally some sort of hope that they can be uh considered uh for the final two spots is does anyone want to uh uh you know give give the floor to the possibility that Spinal Tap should be here instead of uh, either of these two iconic bands no I <laughs> yes absolutely oh wow okay well that's yeah, yeah. that's an interesting development uh we'll have to see what uh uh Derek Smalls is saying yeah I uh, mean Stonehenge is one of the greatest rock songs of all time right and 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 the end rightfully possi- so the endless possibilities for how you can do the song live uh you can have like a a big Stonehenge display you can have a small Stonehenge display have you ever been to Stonehenge? No, I feel like I have. No, having the, having the the structures are thirty feet in the air. Like, what are we talking about? Cam, you've been to Stonehenge. I've been around Stonehenge. I haven't actually been to it. But, you've been, yeah. I've, been, I've been in the area. <laughs> I circled around. <laughs> the general vicinity. It doesn't really, really interest me in, in no. terms of a. You know, like I was pretty hungry at the time. They didn't really have like a drive-through in the area, so we just kind of kept going. Yeah, in the general yeah, direction. I'll be back. Yeah. You know. Yeah, eventually. I always kind of thought it was a restaurant, to be honest with you. Why not? Who's to say? Maybe no one's thought of that. Like, let's open up a little drive-through Stonehenge option. Bar and Grill. Yeah, and it's just get... literally at Stonehenge, like thirty exactly. feet away. The 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 rock and roll meal or, or whatever. Sure. Uh, okay, so Pink Floyd at four, Led Zeppelin at two. Um, there might not be a tougher matchup uh, in this entire uh, breakdown. <clears throat> Uh, two bands, in my opinion, that could easily be in the finals against each other. So, um, please, someone else say something because I don't know if I can do this. This is too hard. Um, yeah, I, I can. I can start it off. I, I um, yeah, no, this is. The, I, I have to agree, James. This is this is a tricky one. Um, but for reasons I stated earlier, Led Zeppelin. Like, I mean, like for me, they are they are that rock band like they are that vision of a rock band that i have right they have you have the front man out front with the blonde hair you have the guitar player that's the coolest guitar player ever um 
you know, with, with, you know, and, and they, they didn't just, they didn't just look the part, but they, they sounded the part. They had a lot of mystery kind of shrouding them with Led Zeppelin four, you know, with the symbols, like, you know, and no one really knew what that was, you know, once again, they didn't really care what the critics had to say. They just believed in their art- artistic integrity and they went with it. Right. And once again, that's that, that there's, there's rock stars and then there's artists. Right. And I think that they, they are always labeled as rock stars, but I think more importantly, I think artists is a, a more appropriate word to describe them because they, they just, like I said, they drew from so many different influences. Pink Floyd, absolutely amazing. They wrote great pieces of art. They wrote great works of art. Um, they wrote great albums, probably more than anybody. They were, they were album artists, but I mean, Led Zeppelin were, they were, they were just the band, like they were the, the rock band. Right. So if we're, if we're basing this on the best band, they fill all the slots for me personally. So, I mean, for me, it, it is a difficult decision because I absolutely love Pink Floyd, but, but really it's not that difficult. If you kind of look at everything that Led Zeppelin actually represents, it's pretty, to me, it's a pretty easy decision to some degree. Uh, yeah. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there for sure. Um, I'm, I'm going to follow up one of your points with a, a statement of my own. Uh, Jimmy Page might be the coolest guitar player of all time. I, I think David Gilmore is the greatest guitar player of all time, in in my mind. And uh, I know it's one of those, you know, era-less debates where every time you turn around, there's going to be some new kid in the block or some foreign guy that no one's ever heard of that just is a whiz of the guitar, but... At the end of the day, like if 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 I had to, you know, gun to my head, who's the best guitarist? It, it's David Gilmore for me. Um, but it, you're right. Like Pink Floyd, they they almost they like they wrote they wrote theater for the ears, and you guys can make fun of me for that quote for the next six months, but it's true. Like there was never. You know, they got to a point in their careers where it wasn't it wasn't a singles, it wasn't one song. It was this is something that we're gonna spend, you know, maybe years developing and writing and recording and 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 why would we want to waste that opportunity? We're gonna make the most of it. And I think Pink Floyd made the most of their albums better than any band has ever done. And if their egos could have been kept in check. Perhaps we're having a different conversation about who is the greatest rock band of all time. Um, there was uh, a bit of a flash in the pan element to their greatest writing that spanned, you know, three or four albums at most, and all of a sudden it came tumbling down, not unlike the wall in their album. Um, but all that being said, it, it's Led Zeppelin. Like Led Zeppelin is in essence, rock and roll. Uh, the Beatles may have been first on the scene. The Stones may be the last ones on the scene. But Led Zeppelin showed up in the middle and they punched you in the face and made sure that you didn't forget who they were. And uh, for that, uh, they're getting my vote. Uh, it would have been a sweep. Nice. It would have been a sweep. A nice six-word summarization to our 40 minutes uh that's the title of my next album actually it would have been a sweep i love it 
Uh, okay, so Led Zeppelin wins the British division as the two seed. Down to the World International Division, we've got the one seed taking on the two seed. It doesn't get any bigger for all the marbles. This is the hype of the hype. You got ACDC, the boys from down under, the gritty, dirty boys uh, taking on uh, the nice lads from Ireland, uh, U2 as the two seed. U2 as two. I'm, I'm never going to get over that. I can't believe I did that. That's that's hilarious to me. I'm the only one that thinks that's funny. Uh, yeah, Brutes, lead us off here. You said six words all of last bracket. you got to give us a little oh. bit more. Yeah, and I don't, I don't really have much to say here either. This isn't a fucking... This isn't a contest to me. This is U2 for sure. Like, I don't... I don't... I... I like, what's a fucking big deal about ACDC? I don't really get it. Like... I, I like a, uh, like some of their songs. Um, you know, I, I would say I have single digits on my on my iTunes because it's uh, it, if you have if you have eight, you have them all. Um, yeah, like uh, I, I don't know, they're 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 very one dimensional to me. Um, you can make the same argument for you too, but I think it, there's just way more like re listenability for uh, for you too. Yeah, there there's a, a very large number of ACDC songs that if I never listen to again, I don't think I'd ever miss them, um, just because they're they're overplayed and, um, which is fine. Like like having heard a song a few hundred times is not a bad thing, but if it's not a good song, you're gonna get pretty sick of it, and that's kind of where I'm at with with a lot of ACDC. Um, more talented band for sure, but when it comes to writing songs, I don't even think they're comparable to anyone that's left on the list. So yeah, you fair enough. Fair enough. What do you think, James? Um, it's like I think it's a tougher call than than what Brutes is leading on to. I, I get I get the stereotype with ACDC. Um, I think that there's a lot left on the table in terms of what people think ACDC have to offer, um, especially the Bon Scott era, like. I've got nothing against Brian Johnson. That's that's an impossible situation. You know, you're just entering the prime of your careers as as international artists and your you know, your voice dies like, you know, the 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 thing that kind of makes you iconic is is no longer there and you go out and find a guy that, you know, sounds just, you know, just right, just enough that you can maybe pass it by and, and not a lot of bands can say that not a lot of bands have that option to go out there and find someone else that fills those shoes he's done a great job in his career i th- i think if this band had had always remained with with bond scott i think there really would have been a lot more diversity in the long run um he always was cited as a guy that pushed the band to you know try new things to to push those boundaries and and um, whether or not they would have, we'll never know. And that's that's not an argument to say that they should win. But I think they get a bad rap for it. And um, th- those first three or four albums are uh, much more diverse than people give them credit for. Um, so that I, is, I will say that. That is pretty much all of the songs I have on my phone are mm. Bon Scott era. I yeah. don't. I, I, I respect Brian Johnson. I respect these guys a lot. They're just not. It's not for me. Right. It's it's tough, and um, at the end of the day, U two is something out of left field. Like they, they almost. I, I don't know if this is going to make sense to either of you, but U two shouldn't work to in in my mind when I think <laughs> of them. Like when I think of 
their songs like they shouldn't be popular but somehow they are like I, I don't know what it is about them like it's not like bono has a a great voice he's got a he's, he's a great he's a fine singer he makes it work you know what i mean like the edge is not a great guitarist he just he gets by you know like there's nothing that says that you two should be as big as they are they just kind of got there somehow and i don't even know if they thought that they should get there because they just kind of kept doing the same thing and and uh people loved it people ate it up so i don't know i'm, I'm gonna go you two i think it's closer than than it might be uh for for other divisions but yeah that's it for me well you can make that same argument you made james about you know them not necessarily being the best at what they do, but it worked. You can make that argument for 95% of the music out there today. Sure. No, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah. 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 I would have went with ACDC for the record, um, especially Bon Scott era. I think, uh, yeah, no, I think, I think he, I think that era was a little bit more diverse than, um, than it seems, but you have to, it, it was just, you kind of had to dig a little bit deeper in the catalog. Definitely. Cause I feel like a lot of the songs that were pushed to the forefront were, were carbon copies of one another to some degree, especially later on. And I do, I do too. I appreciate Brian Johnson. Actually, I think they still had a pretty illustrious career with him oh, in their, that slot. Their biggest album oh. was Brian Johnson, right? And true, true. But I, I do, I do see, I do see uh Bon Scott as more of a character as a front man, which is cool. Um, and his voice was authentic. That was his singing voice. Like, Brian Johnson tried to mimic a singing voice. Bon Scott, that was it. When he sang, that's what you got, right? Whether you liked it or you didn't like it, that was just, that was <laughs> If he was going to sing, that was that's the sound, it. right? Take um, it. But, but like, like exactly. you said, like, Bon Scott was a, was a front man. And I don't really look at Brian Johnson as a front man. I look at him as, as a place filler. And and just to, like I, I didn't really articulate it properly, like to me, and I, I I understand, especially Cam or or anyone listening, if you're an ACDC fan, you are really not gonna like this comment. But I look at ACDC later, ACDC like Brian Johnson era ACDC in a lot of the light where I kind of look at at Nickelback to me, like I I just I think that they wrote rock songs that were influenced almost by pop in a way, and um. Just a lot of it didn't really hit the mark for me. Like I, I only it only took me about five times as a ten year old to get sick of you shook me all night long. Unfortunately, but you know, um, the the songs that I do have from the Bon Scott era, like I I listen I listen to uh, um, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll like weekly. You know what I mean? Almost every day, like it's it's among my favorite songs, but there's only a handful. They, they just lost it for me, but it's Fair. not their fault yeah. either. Like I'm no. not going to blame them in the same vein where I would blame Nickelback. They did the best they could with the circumstances that they had, um, but man, I, I mean, they create they were and actually another band I'm shocked isn't on the list is Kiss. Um, <laughs> but they Jamo uh, hates Kiss not, for sure. Yeah, not. I don't mind me some Kiss though. They're okay. And the only reason that the only reason I thought of Kiss is because basically what ACDC did is they were more of a business. They created a brand. They created a sound, right? And they found a sound that worked, and they found a formula that worked, and they didn't stray too far from that formula because it worked, right? And I think a lot of artists make that mistake where they get, and that's when goes back to my earlier point where you know I like the artists that have that freedom and expression where they're able to 
write music for themselves and they're able to express themselves and they, they use their platform um, and they don't waste it. They have something to say. Right. And I think that is a lot that stands out a lot, especially today um, versus, you know, a band that maybe just finds a groove. Okay. That sells, let's just run with it because then at, at that point it becomes a brand, it becomes a business. And, and from a business standpoint, I understand that I'm not knocking that. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but, you become a brand. You don't, you're not a band anymore. You're a brand, right? And I think there's a lot of misconception out there, especially today with that. Cause I truly don't believe that there's, and, and I, and I'm, and I'm now I'm making points kind of against ACDC to some degree in that, in that respect, because they had become a brand. They became a one dimensional object where I think earlier on in their career, they weren't, they had different dimensions depending on how deep you wanted to look in their, in their catalog. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a tight, it's a tight pick for sure. Um, I personally, I'm not a massive U2 fan. There are U2 songs I like. I, that's probably the equivalent of, uh, how you feel as well about the, you know, the, you know, maybe, you know, liking a handful of songs, mm-hmm. uh, Sunday, bloody Sunday. I love the drums in that, you know, <laughs> it's a great yeah. drum track. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's just a side note. But yeah, no, it's it's a tough it's a tough one. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think my favorite sure. thing about you two, because like um, I, I I'm just gonna say it now, because inevitably they're gonna lose the next matchup, is um, like I I, I think you two is one of the best bands I've ever heard of creating an atmosphere to a song. Like it, they they just kind of have like a there's just like an atmosphere to their music that I think is like almost almost unparalleled in in music where. Um, like the the edge makes like the simplest fucking riff in the background of like like just this almost acoustic song and it's it, it just works and um they've kind of they've kind of created an identity in that way but I, I I think it it's something that works and um yeah I don't know I I, I like you too better yeah I agree that make what you said made makes a lot of sense for sure. If I would have put Kiss in this bracket, I would have became part of the problem. Part so. of the problem. You're enabling the Kiss fans, eh? Oh, you're 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 enabling uh, Juggalos. Yeah, that would have been me saying it was okay to listen Kiss. to Kiss. Albeit, Kiss, Kiss in the early really days, isn't. Kiss Kiss in the early days, yeah. their first four albums probably were there. There were some decent Strutter's songs. A good like song. once again, I'm a big Strutter. Yeah, guy. if you. Yeah, Black Diamond, all those songs, like Cold Gin was decent. Like, if you look deep enough, if you look past the, you know, rock and roll all night kind of thing and party every day, if you look into those four, if basically from the Destroyer album back, th- there were some decent songs in there. And I, and I say that kind of because I'm not, I'm not a huge Kiss fan, but I did appreciate Ace Freely's guitar work. Completely unrelated. No, I'm, note. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure every serial killer hugged his mother at one point, too. So, yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um, All right. Well, moving on. I guess <laughs> it's your podcast. <laughs> I'm just a guest. <laughs> yeah, you're you're working True. real hard to make this a fun editing job. My 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 <laughs> Thursday is fucking shot now, James, because I got to look for the serial killer line in the fucking in the weeds of what is a four hour bunch of audio no, leave it in there i want the people to know sure um, all right i will you you yeah we don't we technically i i guess the podcast has a lawyer so i mean we don't really need to like search for that if, if any issues come up true i will be talking to my counselor your counselor someone's counselor um 
we got the Canadian Division Finals. We got the one seed Rush taking on the two seed the Tragically Hip. An almost impossible matchup. How do you differentiate between these two great iconic artists? Uh, someone else do it because I'm not gonna. Yeah, pretty easily for me, Rush. I mean, yeah, the Tragically Hip is great. You know, Gordani was a poet. You know, he was a Canadian poet. He, you know, especially if you're into that, you know, the Canada, you know, everything that Canada represents and stuff like that, then obviously go with the hip because he wrote lyrics based on Canada, right? And he was a great songwriter. He was a great storyteller, I think, more importantly, right? He, he, you know, used his platform to you know, talk about this country. And that was, that was, it was pretty cool. Like, like for, for Canadians, I think that's why we appreciate it on such a different level, especially Canadians who are aware of what's going on and can draw that parallel to Canada. I think the songs become a lot more special. And then I do think there is like we were talking about earlier with Fleetwood Mac. I think there's the fan base that just likes them as a, Oh, here's that song. Let's hum along to it kind of thing. Right. Without any deeper meaning behind it. Um, the Tragically Hip is an amazing band. I'm not, I'm not knocking that, but when you have Getty Lee, Neil Peart and Alex Lifeson, I mean, and their body of work is unparalleled. Like they, like, <laughs> like you're talking about playlists. You need a, you need a playlist just for your Rush catalog. So, um, I think Rush is, is easily, easily not just Canadian, but one of the, one of the greatest bands of all time when it comes to prog rock, they are. I would argue that they were the godfathers of Prague. Um, you know, you could throw Kiss, or not Kiss, or Yes, Yes in that list as well. I know they were very influenced by, by Way yes. too much fucking um, Kiss talk on this podcast. No, nah, let's, let's talk about how good Kiss is. You know what? And, <laughs> Just and yes, there's James another band that's not on here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Definitely going to keep that in mind for a later conversation. But yeah. uh, no. Yeah, Cam, we'd love I, to have yeah. you back on one day for a Kiss episode um, in which yeah, we can talk anytime. about our favorite Kiss <laughs> albums, uh, the Family Guy inevitable movie Kiss Saves Santa that they should make someday. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of opportunity there. The movie Role Models, because Sean William Scott loves Kiss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Talk, forgot talk about that about one. He's talking gun. about his dick, man. His yeah. dick is the gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was actually a What's funny wrong with movie. Kiss, James, didn't you hear Holy about Love fuck. Gun? Yeah, you guys have fun on that podcast. I'm gonna take that week off. I think. Yeah, that's that's fine. What do I want to alienate the viewers? Set it up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I know. I know. There's going to be some mixed feelings on this one, but uh, but I I would I would have to like from my experience, um, just a side note or whatever. It was kind of the artwork on Rush's albums actually that were. Um, you know, my dad has a record collection and, and that was kind of what struck me was, was the visual aspect of, of them before the, the actual audio aspect. So, you know, just sitting there and looking at the sleeves of the records and, and just looking at the artwork on the cover, like fly by night and their self-titled album, 2112, you know, even Crest of Steel, like their first four albums, just looking at the artwork on them and then delving deeper into their discography and then also, you know, learning actually how, how intricate, like everyone talks a lot about the bass and the drums, but the guitar, like Alex Lifeson is a hugely underrated guitar player. Like his parts are so fun to play. Um, and, and I just, I just, you know, even as big as they are, I still like, they're just, they're just such a great band and they have so many dimensions and they write really interesting layered tracks 
that are really, really deep, very much like Pink Floyd for the introspective kind of deep thinker. Um, Neil Peart, arguably one of the best lyricists. Like you can say Gord Downey, he had great lyrics and he did. But Neil Peart, I think, as amazing of a drummer as he was, I think he was even a better lyricist because he wrote amazing, amazing lyrics. And he was a very well-read individual as well. So for all those reasons and more, like I I just have to pick Rush. It's a no-brainer for me. It's a very admirable argument that you've made, Cam. Thank you. I myself am not biased in any manner at all. Just going to stretch there a little bit. Um, yeah, no one can see the video. Uh, James is wearing a tragically hip. Uh, <laughs> I really should have recorded the video big, tonight. Big Canadian flag on it, too. Um, look, I, I'm at a crossroads here because I think Rush is the greatest band on paper. <laughs> like, they yeah. have the best drummer in the world. Hands down. Like, that's ever lived, in my opinion. Like, it goes back to the David Gilmore argument I made earlier. He's the best guitarist. Uh, Neil Peart is the greatest drummer of all time. Like, sorry. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you talk about. I don't care about your Peter Chris argument. Uh, it's Neil Peart. Um, but, you know, you, you toss in Geddy Lee, who's iconic, and then Alex Lifeson, like you said, Cam, wildly underrated. Um, there's never been three guys in a band that have been so good at their craft before they are quite possibly the most talented group of musicians I've ever seen in my life come together and and make a career out of their music that being said I have a funny feeling that regardless of who wins the Canadian division it's not going to really matter because the bands left standing out of the other divisions um, I feel I could be wrong. We'll 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 vote on it. It's it's gonna it's gonna come soon, but I, I feel that it doesn't really matter who wins the Canadian division. And I know that that's a poor excuse, but I think that there's no better band to represent Canada in the finals than the Hip. Um, they are as Canadiana as it gets. They may not be as skilled as Rush. Uh, they're not. They're not as skilled as Rush as a band. Uh, but they represent the country on a deeper level. Um, they speak to more of the country on a deeper level. There, there's a there's a wide number of people that don't like Rush for a number of reasons. Um, and some of that is the same as, you know, like these are two groups where, you know, the big argument is they don't like the sound of the singer's voice. I think that's a garbage reason to hate a band. Um, but regardless, there are two acts that, that get that kind of treatment. Um, but I'm going personal preference at this point. We're down to the final, you know, what, f- five bands left standing. I'm going hip. I don't care if I win. I don't care if I lose. There's no wrong answer here. Um, these are two of my all-time favorite bands in the world. So just going with my heart on this one, the hip. It's a fun part about music, right? Is because it's all subject to what you value in a song. And, 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 you know, for, for you guys, like you guys are musicians and like, I, I play the guitar, but I'm not, a, I'm not a musician by any stretch. I'm not even very good at playing the guitar, but 
you know, I, I don't really consider myself a musician. If I consider myself anything in terms of what I appreciate about music, it, there's got to be good lyrics. You're talking about two bands that, that, that are very good lyrically, for sure. Um, Rush is the more talented group. I, I have no doubt about that. Um, my, my only gripe that I've always had with, with Rush... Um, and it's not really a gripe, it's just, it's a reason why it's not for me. It's not something I'm going to argue that it's like a bad quality in a band, because it, it isn't, actually. It's just not something that I value in a, in a, in a, in an artist, and, and it, Rush is a band very much for me where most of my appreciation comes from the technical, and, you know, like, just, I feel like when I listen to them, I'm in music school, in a way. You know, like, like they're, they're, I feel like I learned something new when I listen to them, and 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 I and I value that a lot. The issue for me, though, is just I, I it their songs don't really vibe like the, the atmosphere to me. I I think it's one of those things where again it's something where I would listen to more of an album than a song by song basis. But I do have issues sitting down and listening to Rush albums all the time. Like they just. Um, it's it's almost just too technical for me in a way where I, I don't really think, like, the, the songs don't often have, like, super, you know, catchy choruses, and it's not like I need that. It's just, like, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of math is is almost what it feels like when I listen to them, and it it's, um, it's just not for me in a, in a lot of senses. Uh, I understand that basically what I'm trying to describe is, even though I love the song Subdivisions, uh, I can only do so much of it uh, at a time. It is probably my favorite Rush song, however. Um, yeah, they're great. I grew up listening to them. My dad's a musician. He's got a degree in music, so it's you know it, it's what I grew up with. Um, but I also grew up with the Tragical Hip because my as much as my dad is a, a musician, he um, you know he kind of showed me the lyrics of Gord Downey, and um, part of it is what you know um, is the reason I decided to pursue an, uh, an English degree as I got interested in poetry literally from reading a musician's lyrics and that musician is Gord Downey. Um, what I value in a musical artist is more in line with the tragically hip. Uh, it's not to say that I'm right or wrong. That's just how I feel. So I'm going the hip uh, with the full acknowledgement that, you know, Rush probably would have beat the shit out of some other American bands, I think, as well. But As they should. Yeah, they're they're deadly. Like they're they're you know, ridiculous. <laughs> True. Uh, we are down to four bands. This is it. We're down to the final four. This is for all the marbles. Uh, let's go across the pond and finish this out with a couple of two seeds. Uh, Led Zeppelin coming out of the uh, British division at a two, and U two coming out of the World division uh, at also at two. U two at two. Uh, gentlemen, uh, your opening statements, your feelings, your thoughts, your prayers for Bono. Done. Zeppelin. Easy, easy. That's like a no-brainer. Like, in past statements, yeah, they made it work, you two. They had their own sound, right? I, I do like the edge, like, I'll, I'll say that too. And, and, and to points before, you know, they do create a certain ambience in their songs and stuff, and certain level of simplicity that does seem to work, right? It's like less is more is a really good way to describe U2 is because they have, you know, they have their signature sound, they have their guitar effects, you know, Bono's voice, and then a really simple backbeat with a bass line, right? And, and that's, that's, that's U2, like that's, that's it, right? And, 
And although it, it, there is, there's more to it than that, because they do create a feeling, I, th I think, through their music. Um, yeah, like, let's, like I said, like, I mean, like, like it, it, like, I, you know, I stated this before is there's so many different criteria you can use to base your decisions on, but Led Zeppelin crosses off just too many boxes. Like they just cross off too many boxes. It, and it, it almost doesn't matter what you base your criteria on because it's, it's going to fill that box, right? Even if you're a massive U2 fan, like if, if, if you're making your decision based on that, that that's one thing, but, but any other reason it's, you know, it, it's Zeppelin just, just for the, just for the sheer diversity and, and the mystery, like they, they had everything you'd want in a band and they didn't go out there. They weren't like as showboaty as they were on stage and stuff like that. They weren't that in the media really. Like they, you know, they had, there was a lot of stories written about them, but um, you know, and, and how they were perceived and everything else like that. But I never really felt like when it came to the art, like their album work was, you know, the artwork was pretty simplistic, you know, and they just let the music speak for itself, it, you know, itself. Right. So they were another band that wrote, I felt like wrote really, really strong art albums. And I'm kind of even hard pressed even now. Cause like, I'll always say, you know, this is my favorite Zeppelin album. And then a week changes and I'm like, no, but this is my, you know, it's, you, you kind of got that back and forth, which, you know, over the years, I think that really shows the showcases, the band ability to not only be incredibly talented artists, but also write, you know, um, well-written pieces of music and, and art. Um, so I think that they, uh, I mean, I, th I personally like this, this is, this is a no brainer. I think Zeppelin, Zeppelin, uh, Zeppelin has it for me. Anyways. Where does U2 slot if they're in the English division? Like, they're what, a, a seven seed at best? I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Like, I are, they, I are they ahead of Queen? Probably not. I wouldn't put them They're in the conversation, Queen, though, but maybe. Yeah. They're in the car. Yeah, they're, they'd be in the conversation, yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think yeah. they would. would they're, you know what? Like, uh, this isn't their fault. They're they're from Ireland. They're they're in the world division. They won the world division. They deserve to, uh, but they just don't quite stack up. Like there's three or four bands out of England that I would take ahead of you two. Um, Led Zeppelin is definitely one of them, and Led Zeppelin is the band I'm going to pick here. Uh, they are rock and roll. At the end of the day, I'm sorry. That's I said it last round. I'm saying it again. It's it's Led Zeppelin for me. Um. Yeah, I mean, as a big U2 fan, like the one argument that I made against U2 earlier works against them here against Led Zeppelin is that, um, you know, the thing that I like the most about U2 is the atmosphere that they create. Led Zeppelin is better at that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so if that's your if that if that's what we're comparing, like your your best quality against this other band, like they already beat you at that. So there, there's nothing else. The the talent of the musicians, the songwriting, the 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 voice of the singer, like literally everything you can go down. Um, the only case you can make, but it, it shouldn't be held against Led Zeppelin, is just the fact that U2 is still making good music and is relevant and is winning awards. And, you know, that's not Led Zeppelin's fault. It just worked out that way, right? So, um, yeah, it's Led Zeppelin in a clean, clean sweep for me. I... It depends on the mood, but I, I, I would say I value, in terms of just how much I listen to them and everything, probably pretty close, uh, I would say. It just it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Um, I probably listen to just about an equal amount, but uh, Led Zeppelin's a better band, there's no question. There you go. Uh, the North American Finals, we got Metallica at 4 out of the U.S. taking on the hip out of Canada at 2. Um, 
I think the Cinderella run is over to an extent. How dare, I'll, uh, how dare you talk that way about Metallica? They're not a yeah, cinder. Oh wait, no, they're, oh, they're the, the lower. They're the lower seed, technically. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess yeah. you know we in a in a stronger in a conference. Weird, weird. Um, yeah. yeah, it's Metallica for me. Um, even even personal preference, like it, it gets close. Like again, um, we're talking about two of my favorite bands. Uh, I did not drive across the country to go see Metallica at any point. I probably would if they uh, were dying of terminal they, cancer. Uh, well, I, I was going to say more if they have a, a Canadian tour uh, or, and people are allowed to go see it. Um, but sure, that's that's a good point as well. Uh, yeah, Metallica is very high on the must-see list, mostly because I don't think they're going to continue to sound the way they do for much longer uh, is another thing. So um, eventually their bodies are going to catch up with them, but they haven't quite yet. So uh, yeah, I love Metallica. I think they're great. I probably prefer the Tragically Hip. It's very close, but... Um, Metallica is the better band for most most yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah, I probably if if Rush made it through, I I probably would have picked Rush over Metallica to be honest. Um, but the hip and it's it's a weird matchup because you got like two opposite ends yeah. of the spectrum. Really, like you have once again you have some a band that represents Canada, you know, in their writing ability and everything else, and then you have Metallica, which is just you know, I mean, a really, like, it, they're a heavy band, right? So it's, you know, you go from, like, Wheat Kings to Master of Puppets, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's a weird kind of, uh, weird kind of, like, it's, it's hard comparing. And that's, that's, you know, it's hard comparing music in general, like, even... At this at this you know, stage, based on tough, some, yeah, when you're talking about the last, yeah, few. even even in a even in awards or whatever, like I don't, I, I'm one of those people. I don't yeah, think I music should ever win awards. It's like art. It's like a painting. It's you know, it's subjective, and I know that's a general statement, but um, I think that I think that as art, I think it should stand on its own merit, right, based on the yeah. individual's interpretation. True. But um, so so so, but having said that, though, if if I have to pick, like like you mentioned earlier, James, like if there was a gun to my head kind of thing um it would depend on the question but i guess if they're asking who's the better band my first gut reaction would be metallica fair enough um it's metallica in the finals against led zeppelin we got a four seed coming out of the u.s a two seed coming out of uk uh the battle to write home about this is the the second war of independence uh that these countries have fought uh, where do you gentlemen come down on this this iconic matchup? Uh, well, I'll, I'll be quick, I guess. It's uh, it'll be Led Zeppelin for me. Um, you know, I I genuinely just kind of consider like <sighs> when you get into the argument of who invented rock and roll, it gets so complicated, right? To me, Led Zeppelin invented what I consider rock and roll, right? Like, that's what I consider it when I think of it. I, I think of Led Zeppelin is a band I think of. Um, the dicey thing when you when you talk about who's the better rock band, too, is, you know, I know we haven't said this yet, but, like, I consider metal part of rock. There are people that don't. It is rock to me, but there are people that don't, and so it gets dicey there, too. Uh, Led Zeppelin, I think, is just the, the more talented band all around still. It's It's... Um, it's closer than comparing some other bands to Led Zeppelin. You know, um, Pink Floyd's probably the toughest competition they would have had up to this point, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's Metallica from, or sorry, it's Led Zeppelin for me. I think uh, 
deeper catalog of stronger, more dynamic um, music, you know, and and um, yeah, it, it, it's straight across the board. I think um, I think I'm more uh, my musical taste. It, it's again, it would be closer. Like I, you know, I don't really know if I uh, necessarily like Led Zeppelin more than Metallica. It's a lot fucking closer than than I would have thought when before I thought about it. But um, yeah, I'm going Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I'd have to as well. <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, like I said, I think I've talked a lot about it in previous statements, but it's, it's, they're just the band. Like they're, they, they have, they have so many different dimensions to them. And I think that's part of what makes them, um, so explosive is, is not only the image that they kind of portrayed, but it's also the fact that they just covered every genre of music, you know, and they did it well. Like that's the other thing. I find a lot of artists, taking risks and trying different genres of music to be edgy or to, to sell more records or to do whatever's current. Right. Zeppelin didn't do that. (laughs) Like Zeppelin, they, they, they just did it based off their own experiences, based off their own travels. They incorporated different sounds into their music, but they, the thing that separated them is they did it really, really well. Like they did it well to the point where if you were listening to a specific song and it had some of that Eastern influence, you're thinking, yeah, this is, it's legit. Like it's authentic. It's not someone trying to fit this piece that, you know, into a slot that doesn't make sense. Right. So, uh, and they did it at such a high level too, which I think is pretty, pretty cool. And the fact that they had basically a decade, um, and they had that run and then it ended, I mean, and then we can still look back and we can grab that music and still listen to it today. And it's still as fresh today as it was to me anyways, than the first time I heard it, that's, that it that says something i think that's special yeah. you know it stands the test can i of time. can i ask you guys a question before we um i guess officially crown led zeppelin here but does led zeppelin have a song that you guys genuinely like i i, I wouldn't say don't like like a, a song that you of theirs that you just don't listen to anymore because you are sick of it like do they have a song like that because like for me i don't think they do and that's a rare thing. Like, even with Metallica, man, like, I'm so fucking sick of Enter Sandman. I can listen to it, but I don't listen to it on my own time very often anymore, right? I don't think Led Zeppelin has a song that I just can't, I can't do it. You know, like, I'm, all of it is fucking amazing, I think. You know? They do for yeah. me. Um, probably Hot Dog. Ooh, fair <laughs> enough. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, something like in, in Through the Outdoor. Like, they, it had its mm-hmm. moments. Like, it has, it has good songs on there, but, but. There was a few on there. There's one other one I can't listen to, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly, exactly. But there, you're you're right though. That that is a great point because there, you know, most of their catalog, I'd say probably ninety ninety five percent of their catalog, I can listen to whenever, wherever, and I'll be in the mood for it. But there's only a select few few songs I think in the latter part of their career, um, and through the outdoor being the the one that comes to mind that album. But uh, yeah, that would just be my my two cents on that. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, there's so few of, you know, like in terms of their catalog, like they don't have a lot of songs in the big picture. Right. Um, so you, you'd almost think that you'd get sick of them quicker. Um, for me, it's, there's a little bit of that stairway to heaven type of feeling where it's just kind of been 
it's been done. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really need, I don't need to hear Stairway to Heaven ever again in my life. Um, that being said, if it comes on, I'm not necessarily hitting skip. So yeah. I don't, I don't really know if I have an answer for you. I, I've never really loved the song No Quarter. And I, I know okay. that that's been a divisive statement that I've made in, in presence of my bandmates in the past. <laughs> um, so maybe that's my answer. But I've also, you could make the argument I've never really given it a fair shake either. So it's a great I fell, song. That's I what fell. I hear. That's what I hear. I fell out of love for a while with with trampled underfoot, and 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 as time's gone on, it's uh, not only worked its way back into my rotation, but is definitely yeah. one of my favorite Ooh. Led Zeppelin songs. Okay, I have an answer. Okay, I have an answer. I have a genuine answer that, like, a song that if it comes on by Led Zeppelin, sure. I'm going to skip uh, probably every time. All of my love. That's yeah. in through the outdoor. I'm, yeah. I'm probably skipping that yeah. one every time. I love what it represents. I, I love the meaning behind it. The first, you know, 40 times I heard it, I loved it. But it's just... It's fair. It's too much. It's too much for me at this point. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I would... Uh, have you guys ever heard the... Just a side note. Have you heard a Tools version of No Quarter? I don't, yes. I don't think so. Amaze, amazing. I love yeah, that. Yeah. And... So, and, and, and I, I think uh, I could have made a case for Tool over a few of the other bands that made it in, in, in spite of them. But um, yeah, their, their version is really good. Tool's another one where it I is. don't, I don't really have an answer. If you ask me, like, what's something Tool's done that's bad, like musically, I don't really think I have an answer. I'm a pretty big fan of theirs. Yeah, yeah, me too. So it's Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah, Led Zeppelin. I think Led Zeppelin's gonna win. That's just my my my. Well, they, well, they they have two votes to none. Can I still? And there's only one. There's only one more vote. Can I still so get my? Doesn't look can I still good. get my bet in? Is, is, are the betting windows closed? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. They <laughs> as soon as System of a Down beat My Chemical Romance, like episode oh, that's one, off, we eh? were, it was done. That's yeah, it. that's it. That's it. Okay, yeah, it's Led Zeppelin in a sweep. I've got no ill will towards Metallica. Um, I have a question. Did Led Zeppelin get a single vote against them the entire run? <laughs> like, they just clear-cut, knocked down the fucking forest, man. Like did any, they got... anybody take the stones? I did not. Yeah. No, yeah. over Zeppelin? And no, then... no, I don't think so. I think there was a bit of an argument there, but... Not an argument, but there was just and then, points and then no one took Pink Floyd. Yeah, I, I no, didn't. I don't think anyway, so. no. That would have been the only two. Like, there's no way we were voting Oasis or Muse over Led Zeppelin. No offense. Well, I do like me some Muse and Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> just slaughtered, eh? They slaughtered their way too. Yeah. It's not even like they had easy competition. Like they just. Massacred the place on the way to the finals. Good for Led Zeppelin. Six six sweeps <laughs> yeah. in a row. Like that's unreal. That's unprecedented. That was good. Yeah. Okay. Well, there it is. There. That is the greatest band of all time. Uh, if you don't like it, uh, I don't know. I can't help you. Don't listen to the podcast. Well, you should listen to the podcast because we're a hockey podcast. Well, we're not a music I, podcast. I, I, so I guess what I would say is, if you don't like the outcome, um, 
It's probably going to be the only music-specific episode for a while, so... I would imagine. <laughs> you don't really have to worry about too much about a four-hour bracket event series coming up again for, for music, I don't think. Definitely. Well, no, I just want to say, guys, thanks for uh, including me on in on this. Oh, this yeah. was a lot of fun. Loved so. having yeah, it was you. lovely to yeah, have you. You, you had an, like, yeah, an insight that few others could provide for us, so... Oh, well, thank you. Uh, not to Appreciate sully that. anyone's good name, but when we did this episode the first time, I, th- I think there was uh, a good chunk of the bands where we had to explain who the bands were to, to the other gentlemen. Uh, but he sided with me most of the time, so that was nice at least. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kiss could have won <laughs> yeah. after all, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you knew that episode, that first time we did it, it was going to go to hell when he asked... Uh, uh, when we asked him if there was anyone we thought we left off, and his first thing was, why the fuck isn't Bon Jovi on there? Uh, we kind of knew it was going to hell after that, so. <laughs> yeah, no, not a great like, introduction. Yeah, what you want like, for he, text, he texted me one day, why is Bon Jovi not on there? And my answer was like, where do you want me to start? Like, where <laughs> like where, where should I begin? Like, I like Bon Jovi, but uh, fucking come on, give me a break. Like, no. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, uh, our, our thanks to Cam Thomas uh, for joining us. Uh, this week on the podcast. You can check out Cam's work at Ultimatum uh, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, you Clomper. You had a chance to plug the um, band. I like that. That's good. Yeah, you know, why not? We're, we're here. It's it's time. Um, we're nowhere near Led Zeppelin. We're nowhere near any of these 64 bands on this list. Um, except, I don't know, maybe maybe Foreigner? Foreigner? You guys? I think we're, we're probably I like better you guys Foreigner. better than Foreigner. There it is. Yeah. Um, so so check that out if you're so inclined to find music that wasn't advertised on this podcast, I guess. Um or featured in the bracket at least. Um uh yeah, that's that's it for us this week. Uh, I can't do the outro cuz I haven't memorized all the places we are, but um yeah. Uh yeah, well I mean, you know, like we're we're like 80 something episodes into this podcast now. It's kind of like if you don't know where to find us, like shit or get off the pod yeah, here, I guess. Wherever but, you found us um, this time, just go back to that. Yeah, like I don't time. I don't I doubt this is getting played on like a radio station, I don't so think I'm so. sure you're listening to us on a fucking uh, you know, a, a service, but if for some reason you're you're still looking uh Confused. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, most places that podcasts are found, uh, I have heard there has been a request for us to start doing a video portion and uploading it to YouTube. We are currently in the works of doing that. Uh, so once that is done, you will have more podcast places, I guess. The people making those requests realize that we haven't had, like, a haircut in, like, over a month, right? Like, it's it's not pretty. Yeah, it's oh, not, like, well, a, I'm, I'm not, there's no I'm not selling planning point one. here. I'm not planning one. It's gonna get grown out yeah. again. I think. Fuck it. Why not? It's I think. Greasy. I think the one thing, the one thing I'm planning. Like you got a nice setup. You got the Margaritaville <laughs> sign and a nice painting. I got um, uh, <laughs> Jules Winfield and and fucking Vincent Vega and uh, <laughs> and Vega there. And then I got Gord Downey, uh, which should have made things predictable, I guess, in in our thing. But what I'm planning to do is I'm just gonna make a big cardboard sign uh, for behind me that just says books. Because, you know, when you're mm. watching, like, a news hit and someone's got, like, their bookshelf and they're showing off like they're smart, I don't have a bookshelf, but I'm going to draw one. Nice. I appreciate that. Okay. Okay. That's, Thanks, that's Cam. That's it. Thanks, guys. Too long.
It's okay. How'd you get it? It's okay.